0: Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season, it's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Centering provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So, for our listeners, NHL Centering is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan. All you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code HockeyNeverStops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. What's up, everybody? Happy holidays from us here at Our Kids Play Hockey. If it's not the holidays and you're listening to this sometime in the future, happy day. Uh, this episode's a good one. We're going over what to do during a holiday lull. Now, what is a holiday lull? Real quick, uh, at every year at this time, uh, we've been together for too long. We start start getting a little maybe aggressive with each other. Kids are maybe getting a little bored. The holidays are here, time off, family, stress, or time off family enjoyment away from hockey either either way right this is a time of year where a lot can happen and if you don't prepare for it you don't know how to approach it and then really importantly you don't know how to do things after it it could become a bit of a problem in your season so that's what the panel discusses today as always really great conversation um enjoy this episode it's coming out right right at the right time for this uh for you to prepare for the new year um and hockey into 2022. Um, As always, this episode is sponsored by or powered by or partnered by. I don't know the right word for this, but uh, Christy and I wrote a book, um, When Hockey Stops. It's all about dealing with adversity uh, through injuries or whenever you can't play the game you love. Um, It's a great book for anyone between the ages probably of 6 to 12. Um, it's only about 65 pages long uh, you can see a sample chapter right now on whenhockeystops.com stops.com and uh, you can pre-order it it comes with a really cool trading card um, and then the book mails exactly when it comes out uh, early next year but your support means everything to us so thank you so much but without further ado endure, enjoy excuse me this episode of our kids play hockey a little holiday episode for you uh, and if we don't talk to you till then have a great christmas and have a great new year bye-bye Hello, hockey friends and families around the world. Welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias and joined, as always, by Christy Casciano-Burns and Mike, the Smile Man, Benelli. Today, we're talking about the hockey lull that happens at the holidays. Uh, Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Some of you may not. So I'm going to describe it real quick. It happens every single year if you're a hockey parent, player, or coach. You get to Christmas. You get to Hanukkah. You get to that time of the year. Kids get off school. The kids get sick of each other. Coaches get sick of the parents. Parents get sick of the coaches. Then you're stuck with your family for two weeks. And sometimes that's wonderful, but not for everybody. What do you do? This is what I find, friends. This is why we're having this episode. I find that the definition of insanity, as we know, is doing the same thing over and over and over again without expecting a different result. And every season we go into the holidays and don't prepare for them mentally, physically (laughs) uh, from every aspect. So today's episode is meant to be a helpful one of some you know, tricks, tactics, things you can do to A, prepare for the holidays, because you might be listening to this episode in the future, right? It might be August when you listen to this, I don't know. Prepare for the holidays, get through the holidays, and then also really important, know what to do after the holidays, okay? You can't go into the holidays and just think it's any random time of the year, right? And that's what we want to talk about today. Um, i also remind you to enjoy the holidays, right? They're supposed to be a fun time of year, but they can be very stressful. Um, and I think we're going to start today with Just general preparation. This episode is premiering at a time. You still have a week to go. Some of you may be off for two weeks. Some of you may be going on tournaments. Uh, Some of you might be at the rink every day moving forward. And the the first step I'm going to say, and I'm going to throw it to you two, is this. You got to prepare for the holidays by looking at the holidays and thinking about, okay, what am I going to do? Where am I going to be? And how might this affect us physically and mentally? If you start to at least think about that on the base level, you'll be surprised how far you get ahead. All right. I've always found this. I I joke about it. You know, teams have a good healthy hatred for each other in late December. You've been together for months. You start to get sick of each other. You don't want to be around each other and it can really start to affect obviously the play on the ice, but also the dynamic of the team. Right. And I know a lot of teams, Christy and Mike, that just don't recover after January 1st because they didn't do anything in place. And it just becomes negative all the way the rest of the season. Mike Christy ever experienced anything like that?
1: Yes, we have. In a one year, it was it was pretty nasty. You could tell the kids were really getting on each other's nerves. So you know what we did? We decided to make them think about other things than hockey and each other. We volunteered at a local, the local esc- It was a shelter for animals. And the kids brought gifts for the animals and food and cleaned out their cages. And they spent time with these Of course, some of them wanted to take them home, you know, that was a problem. But anyway, uh, we also, you know, rang uh, the bell for the rescue mission, you know, outside one of the stores. Um, they made sandwiches for the homeless. They did charitable things to remind them, this is a time where you should really think about everything else that's important in life instead of just, you know, each other and hockey. And then, and whatever you can do as a team to assist your community, it's a great time to do that. It's a great and point. guess what happened? Oh my gosh, the kids really bonded. Right. Um, there was less fighting and they kind of realized to take their eyes off themselves and to see other people who are in more desperate, dire situations. And be appreciative of the fact that they can play hockey, that they have each other, that they got parents who care about them. It was a great, a great thing that we. I was really appreciative of that coach for having that kind of vision. So um, and we try to do it every year then with the kids.
0: You bring up a great point, Christy. Is that and, and let's just call this step one, is to identify what you want the message to be about the holidays because. I think we have people going in there like the holidays are all about the Bantam AAA showcase. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, like, I've played in plenty of holiday tournaments and, and they can be great. They can be wonderful. But if it's the only thing that matters to your kid and to you and you're not giving them those great messages about, Hey, this is the season of giving for a reason. And I'm not, this is non-denominational it has nothing to do with the holiday, right? It's just the season in general, right? That's the number one thing you can do. I think the other thing too, Christina, Mike, I'll turn to you, this, to you on this one, Mike, is that something as simple as acknowledging what we're talking about. Hey, friends, the holidays are coming up. It can be a stressful time period, parents, players, coaches. I want us to be aware of that because we want to work together and find things to do to make this time period as, easily, as easy as possible for you. Right? Uh, yeah. and, and again, Mike, right? I think that that's something that should be said in early December, potentially after Thanksgiving, during Thanksgiving, of just, hey, we're heading into a time of year that's a little tumultuous. I can't believe I said that word perfectly on the first try I'm broadcasting tap on the back there. All right. Um, but that's, that's, that's it. You prepare by talking about it. And then Christy's right. Plan some things outside of the game to remind yourself, you know, hockey's not the only thing on the planet.
2: Amen. Right. Well, well, it is, the, <laughs> it is the only thing on the planet if you're a hockey coach and I think, I think it's, and I think this is the time of year, right. That, I mean, especially now in youth hockey, like when I, you know back in the day when I started you know you you started really you started hockey in like November
0: right (laughs) so this
2: wasn't like this wasn't like the midway point of the year this is like you're so excited to be doing hockey every day right now I mean my kids started in July like so this is like no wonder why they all hate each other by Christmas I mean it's you know (laughs) the holidays because it's just it's it's so long a season but I think you know I think that the 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 hardest part over any holiday season is balancing for youth hockey players and parents is balancing the expectations of being there and being present and being competitive with, oh, we all have families and the other side of my family doesn't care about hockey. And they don't care about the Thanksgiving tournament and the, and the, and the New Year's Eve tournament and the Christmas Eve showcase and the Christmas weekend uh, summit series. Like they don't care about those things. Right. And I think we have to it's so hard to balance. Uh, depending on what level you're at to find things that you can do together as a team. Like, I don't know, Chrissy, I I think, you know, you probably have a really unique experience because you have a community team. I mean, your team was more of the community. Like, you know, if you went to uh, it it wasn't probably hard for you to have kids all show up at a, at a a shelter or work together, uh, you know, to raise money for a charity or, but a lot of teams don't have that opportunity, right? Because we're all from these different communities. So juggling all those schedules and calendars, and it's harder. So I think, you know, I probably lean less on doing that type of charitable stuff for some of the teams I work with only because, I mean, in a lot of ways, like I do that with my own family. That's my job. Like that, My job as a father and a parent is to do those things with my kids. So my sons will do those things. And sometimes I, you know, I, sometimes I almost feel bad, like excluding people f- and asking them, say, hey, you got to do this. And then they're not, they can't, they don't want to do it. Like they're just not good people. <laughs> so I don't care. Like, like, I don't care. I don't care if you don't want to do it, but. Yeah, but being, there are things being
1: that you can do. Like we had uh, a travel yeah. team. The kids came from all over and yeah. just picked a day at the mall and no, the no, parents exactly. loved Doing- it because. You know, we rang the bell for the Salvation Army while the parents went and did their Christmas shopping and got their house. So they were happy to come up to the big mall and, you know, we cornered the kids, had them do that charitable event while they went off shopping and got their Christmas shopping done. So, I mean, there are things that you can pick that everyone would agree to and say, you know, that's a really good idea. The kids are going to get out of it. We can go do some Christmas shopping or holiday shopping and um, everybody wins.
2: And it is awesome. I mean, I get that. I mean, the whole idea that you're, that you're putting your, your, and the nice thing about being a coach or a manager or administrator or somebody that's leading those teams is you have the ability to bring people together, right? right? It's not like all this, you know, your, your power of saying, this is something I'm going to do. Right. And I'd love you to be involved in something we want to do together. Yeah. Is really the key, right? Because that that then it it almost not that there's peer pressure there, but there's there mm-hmm. is like oh, you know what? I don't want to miss this opportunity with a group of Glad kids that I right. I used to like and now yeah, I don't man. like that much. And then maybe it's a good way to maybe it's a good way to you know because because in my world, yeah. But in my world, I mean, people have been talking about the spring league and next year. You know, a month ago.
0: Well, it let me crazy. jump in here. Let me jump in here, guys, because here's here's the deal. Like, there's a there's a base topic here that's coming up here and it's communication, right? And the, the show we run has a lot of, a lot of themes, right? And one, one of them is we're always talking about really good communication. And the truth is not a lot of hockey teams have great communication. All right. Um, I'm very blessed this year. Our team manager is just completely on top of it. Uh, and I've played on teams where that hasn't existed. So I, I, I know the, the back and forth of that. Um, but from a coaching standpoint, or like, as you said, Mike, administrative something communication is key. All right. And, You know, I always said this, in today's world, there's just no excuse to not communicate when we have everything at our disposal, texting, uh, video. I I know not everyone's great at communicating back, but as a coach, um, and again, this depends on the team, Mike, Because a lot of this stuff has to be also established early on in the season of, you know, creating good communication. But at this time of year, I imagine I'd want to send a text out to the parents specifically as a coach. Uh, And parents can do this too of just, hey, just want to know what everybody's holiday plans are. Are you going to be here? Are you not um, you know, do you have someone traveling? Or is there anything you need, right? Because um, I think that a meeting—and I'm going to shift gears a little bit here—but a meeting before the holidays and after the holidays with the players, and also a meeting with the parents, is imperative. I, and, and here's the thing: we can already see this on my team a little bit, and none of it's malicious, but just a little bit late for practice sometimes, or maybe skipping on a team event here. Oh, I got to be at this other thing you can, you can see it starting to, to not crumble, but you can see it just it's shifting a little bit. Right. I just feel like we got to, like, let's just get back on the same page here. Make sure we know what we're doing. You know, um, if you're going to be late, it happens. Here's the protocol. Um, like let's not get lax. Right. And again, what happens is in my, in my experience, guys, at least at the levels I've coached at is you get lax right before the holidays Then the holidays hit, you get really relaxed, right. Or really stressed depending on, on your situation. And then, you know, January 2nd comes around and you're re-entering your team environment in one of those two states. And none neither one of those is really conducive, right? So I'm not saying family shouldn't relax. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying that as a leader of a team or the leaders of a team should take it upon themselves to make sure that there's some form of communication taking place. And, and you can only control what you can control. If your parents don't respond to it, that is what it is, right? But something of, hey, listen, we're coming back together or we're going into the holidays, either or. Uh, this is just kind of like the way we want things to run for the next few weeks. So this is the expectations. Just don't lose sight of it. Um, expectations might not be the right word, but you know, again, it's a weird time of year. Okay. And again, everyone responds differently to this. There are some families that the 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 holidays are the best time of year and it's wonderful and they're together and it's a warm environment. That is not true for every family. There are some families that it's insanely stressful. All right. Being with their family is the worst thing that could possibly happen. I'm just being realistic right? It's, you know, it's, it's upsetting, but true. And you're coming, you have people from those two worlds colliding literally back in the locker room two weeks later, and no one prepares for it in my, in my, in my uh, mentally really in my um, estimation, go ahead.
2: No. uh, And and I think as parents, we need to be aware that, you know, like like if you look on Facebook, there's a picture on Facebook, right. Of a blank black house on Christmas Eve with no lights. And that's my house like the one that doesn't have the, the the Christmas lights up and the tree's not up yet. And you know, I'm still waiting for the, the volunteer coach service that comes over and helps you decorate because you're out working with everybody (laughs) else's kids. Like, like to me, I look at that kind of stuff. Like, well, I'm, I'm here. Right. And I, and you dropped your kids off with me and you're, you're go and you shop like to Christie's point at the mall, right. The parents are shopping and, and they're putting their lights up at their house and they're doing all this kind of stuff. And you know, there's, a, there's a lot of coaches out there and administrators and, and, and the schedulers and the, and the team managers, they don't get, they don't do that. They don't have the, they, they're not getting that time. And I said, so it's so important to understand that, you know, if your coaches aren't doing like a million things, it's probably right. because they, they, they want a little time with their family, but, and, and it is a stressful time of the year because I think for all of us as hockey parents, you can't like you're we're in it. We're like, it, it's not like you can't just like if you're a baseball coach, you wouldn't just take off a week during 4th of July and say, oh, we're taking off the whole week and, and nobody's going right. to do anything for that week. Like you, you'd figure out ways to, you know, compete. So I think when you have Thanksgiving till New Year's, like the, the tendency is, oh, let's just shut it all down. Like a lot of organizations do that, right? I mean, between Christmas and New Year's Eve, there's no hockey at all. There's no skating. And then, but in my mind, I'm like, well, we should be doing something, a team party, a team skate. A, a workout together the kids
0: want to skate well and
2: yeah and parents want them listen as a parent i yeah. want somebody to tell my kid they can go to the rink for two hours right and then an I, open you, we could clean the house right. yeah or we could do something else right that they're, yeah. that they're they're not just playing Fortnite for seven hours straight in the basement we used to have this
1: skate with santa claus you right, know whatever right it's fun Christmas. and the fun. parents love it because they drop them off the rink they go and get either you know they're
2: their holiday well, kind of like our previous episodes right seven. it doesn't have to always be about development it can right. be about exactly fun. Be right. about well, and that, that brings I us to all.
0: another pinpoint i have on my list here of things to talk about is having fun right you, 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 look i'll say this to everybody kids parents coaches grandparents you've earned the right to enjoy this time of year to the best of your ability so make sure fun's part of it or if family whatever word you need to fill in about what the holidays are to you even if it's escape Make sure you don't sacrifice that for a game or a tournament. You know, Mike, when I was a kid, I always wanted to skate. That was just who I was. But at the holidays, I didn't want to do a full-out power skating clinic. I wanted to go to open hockey. I just wanted to go out there and mess around with my friends and be on the ice. Um, coaches, parents do that. And, Mike, you bring up a great point. For the parents listening to this show, keep in mind that everyone hosting the show is a parent. <laughs> everyone, uh, you know, you know, mo- multiple coaches here. Parents, listen, uh, and most teams do this, but if you are there and no one is setting up a just a thank you gift for your coaching staff and your and your manager, uh, take it upon yourself to be the one that does that. All right, put all ego aside this time of year. One thing I've always loved about our game, always loved, is the handshake. All right, doesn't matter what happens in the game. When the game's over. You put the ego aside. You shake hands. You thank the opponent for the game, or some other choice words when you get older. But the point is you shake hands after the game, all right? You got to put ego aside, coaches too, and just know, hey, we're all volunteering here or we're all doing this because we love to do it because nobody at this level gets paid enough to justify the time. Thank you for your time, whatever that is. Take a moment and do that for the team, all right? It's so important. And and I'll tell you this as a coach, um, you know, I, I mean this. I never expect that, but I'm always flattered by it. And it really does make me feel good um at the holidays and really in the postseason when when the parents come together and know like listen we appreciate you you're just doing this man that means a ton to me I, and I don't take that lightly all right um and same thing again team managers especially youth hockey they deserve something too right we're all volunteering time but I want to say this again look you, you got to find a way to have fun so coaches out there now let's have a talk to the parents coaches this is your opportunity to have those fun practices where you don't check out but maybe you don't have to think too hard about what you're putting in each quadrant on the ice or what system you're working on. You know, uh, this is where the mighty ducks got it. Right. Right. Mike, you know, throw a beach ball out there and hope team Island isn't there to pop it. All right. Just, just go out there and have a good time for a couple of weeks and that's how you can help the team relax and, and so forth and so on. And also I'm going to say this again, coaches to your players, talk to your players about the stresses of this time of year. Don't tell them how stressful it is for you. They don't care. We've, we've totally gone over that many times, But tell the players, listen, you're going into the vacation, you're gonna be off school. It's your choice, it's up to you how you want to handle it. But you know, these are the steps to success to getting through the holidays and and continuing to do good. And take a break from your teammates if you need, right? Talk to each other. Let's not talk about hockey. Base psychology, Christy, Mike, you'll both remember this. I always find it funny because when we read about like infants and toddlers and stuff, they teach you all these psychological things to do with them, and we don't realize that it actually carries through. But when a three-year-old Kid is crying. Psychology suggests just change the subject. Kid's crying because he doesn't have what he wants. Hey, what's your favorite color? Ah, red. <laughs> right. I, yes. I I've deployed that so many times with my kids. It works incredible. Right. It also works with adults. It also, you know, when the kids in the locker, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. What's your favorite movie? Avengers. Like you'd be surprised. A little more stubborn at fourteen or fifteen, but you'd be surprised how well that works. I look at the whole season like that. Right. Hey, uh, the season, I hate my teammates. I don't want to be here. Hey, guys, you want to go to the movies and see Avengers? Yes, I want to see Spider-Man. Total change of, you know, gears there. So those are just some of the thoughts about this stuff, all right? Again, the overarching thought, Mike, Christie, is that we just don't prepare for this, and we keep running headfirst in the holidays every year and then wondering why it's so stressful, and, and not every year, right? So I've had great holiday seasons, all right? But it's one of those things of are you taking a moment just to t- take a step back coaches, parents, players and say, how am I going to approach this holiday season to kind of just make it a little easier for myself? Right. So yes, definitely. then the holidays happen. Let's, let's keep moving on here. So we, we talked about it before the holidays. You can talk to your team. ahead. of I talked to my teams at the start of the season about this stuff in October. i like, when we get to this point, we're probably all going to hate each other. I say that to them, you know, because we're together and I tell them it's completely normal. Completely normal, right? But we can prepare for it. Then you get to the holidays, right? And the ups and the downs. You might have a great holiday. You might have a horrible day. Then the holidays end. Again, it's January 2nd. All right, parents are excited. Kids are getting out back to school, out of the house. Everything's done. The trash is out, right? Getting ready to take your tree out, maybe. All right, now what? <laughs> all right, the team's going to come back together. This is my suggestion. We can go around the horn here. Highly suggest coaches, you set up a team meeting with your parents and your players, or just the parents just to reacclimate doesn't have to be anything too serious. Just, Hey, we're back. These are the, these are the core things we're doing this season. This is being on time. This is what happens after practice. This is what we expect from your kids. Are there any questions? That alone will save you a lot of stress a lot. All right. Just that quick, what's it called? Snap and restart. All right. Mike, Christy, any comments on that one? I think it's so important. Yeah.
1: Communication is so important, especially at that stage because Um, You know, there are new challenges that come with a new year. I mean, your kids are all of a sudden invited to do different things, maybe, you know, school plays and musicals. And, you know, there are lots of other things that are spinning around. You got a lot of plates that are spinning now in the new year. So it's good to have that line of communication to find out exactly, all right, what is the goal? Where are we going? What's expected? What if I can't make it? Here are the dates that I might have a conflict, so everybody's on the same page. That's really important because you do you do tend to after the holidays relax a little bit, yeah. and you're not done with the season yet. You still got a couple months to go, so uh, yeah, it's important to get on board.
0: So, Mike, what's that first practice like for you when you get back? Is it the, okay back to business? Let's go six laps, or is it is it you ease them in? How do you do that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm well. I, I probably do things a little differently anyway. And I, it's just a matter of just like, that's where you have to have the most fun. Like you have to just remind the, like for me, the the, the boys, the, the players that, you know, we haven't really stopped like the, that, you know, the hockey season didn't end because there was a holiday that we just had, you know, maybe we had a lax, of the schedule or it was the the all-star break or the Olympic break or whatever. Right. You were just, but at the end of the day, like to, to Christy's point is that communication. I, and I, even over Thanksgiving, you know, we had a tournament, but then we had some time off. And I said, listen, you still got to get up in the morning. You still got to go for a bike ride. You still got to go for a walk. You got to get a workout in, you got your blood pumping. Cause if you, you, if you just don't do anything for three or four days, now we got to go back to the starting point. And I think it's the same thing over the holidays, just giving the kids a schedule that whether they follow it or not is really, you know, what are you going to do? You know, one of the one of the uh, players that I work with now, like he's great at journaling. Like he'll journal the whole break. Like he'll say, "Okay, here is my goal. Here is what I did. Here is what I didn't do." And there's accountability there, right? And I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to employ that this year with my players. That listen, you're accountable to you, or right? you're not accountable to me. You just won't play if it's you know, <laughs> like me. It's your problem of not playing, not my problem. It's what you put into it, not what I, you know, what, 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 I'm only seeing the result of you putting the effort in over the break. So I would say the same thing, journal, write down, communicate, give goals and expectations. But then like, I don't like resetting after the season. Like I really hope that our players understand that there are breaks and times. And of course you're going to enjoy Christmas Eve and Christmas day. And we're going to talk about what kind of presents you got, or you're, if you're a big new year's Eve person, but to the, to your point, coaches like me have to understand that, I I, can't like, and I, and I do this. I take everything personal. Like I, if with three kids mispractice, I take it personally, but because the next day maybe three different kids take mispractice because of their schedules, but they don't know they're all missing. You know, they don't know that it's like the complaint department, right? If you, you, if you get 19 different complaints, you can't blow your lid at the 19th complaint because the other 18 didn't, they didn't know somebody that other people had complaints. They think they're the only complainer. I don't know it's probably not a great analogy but i'm just i'm just I'm, I'm it's just like i don't i tend not to get into the camp of resetting i get into the camp of maintaining continuity right and then there are going to be lulls but to, to tell players like like don't like you can't listen you can't get in shape in an hour at practice after three weeks right, right. <laughs> so right. so just right. knowing that you're coming back to practice and okay where are we on the where are we on the syllabus we're on you know, we're, we're here's where we're at, and because we're going into because probably that next weekend, right, January fifth and sixth or whatever, you're probably playing games. So, you know, maintain not taking two weeks off, and then all of a sudden playing some top competition the first week in January is is probably good. It's probably good practice to have have practice.
0: Right. You, you you're bringing up another great point, Mike. Is that something coaches can do? And I used to do this when I coached college, right is I would have a suggestion sheet that I would give my players right before the nice. holidays. Right. And, and the, like, cause here's the deal. And I'm kind of adamant, adamant about this. Unless you're getting paid, you really can't tell them what to do over the holidays. They, they have to take it upon themselves. Right. If you're getting paid, you can tell <laughs> in pro sports, you can tell, right. but most pro athletes do this anyway on their own. So if there's any players listening, yeah, well, they don't want
2: to come into, they don't want to come into your first yeah, game. I just had 19 Turkey legs. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's their job. Right. So it's not a job at youth hockey and, 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 One of the things I used to do is, or college hockey for that matter, is I sent the sheet out of like, look, this is my suggestions of what you should do each day. It's very light, but it'll maintain your fitness. It'll maintain your focus. it will keep it going so that when you're out of the holidays, you know, it's there. And it's not, it's not don't eat turkey. It's not don't partake in sweets, right? That's part of the holidays, right? That that, to me, that's on them to make that decision, right? It might say something like, try not to eat uh, 6,000 grams of sugar. Right. Just, just mind your sugar intake. Right. But I'll give them like this. I think you guys should do 40 to 20 to 40 minutes a day on a bike. That's it. It's so all I'm asking. Maybe, maybe puck handling every other day. And I'll tell them it's on. It's up to you. Right. But I will say to them, too, the, the kids who do this, it will be obvious. Right. And, 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 and Mike, to your point, depending on the level, depending on the level, this is, we're talking a little, probably a little older here now. All right. Um, I will play the, the players that are prepared to play. Right when we come back, and it's not a threat. It's just you make the choice.
2: Yeah. Right
0: now, now again, you see it when you're when you're doing uh, I think twelve you and down. This might be a little bit of a different thing. Like I'm not going to tell my might team. Here's my suggested workouts for over the holidays. My suggestion is get lots of presents and have lots of fun, you know, and, and move on. But that's eight, you hockey, right? It's, it's about, no, but your place.
2: parent, let me tell you right. something. I don't know. I, your parents would appreciate you as the, like going back to that conversation where Christy was saying right. her coach implemented this, this, this event, right. like your parents will appreciate. If I say to my son, you have to do this. And then I go, I go, Oh, geez, I need, I, he won't do it. And then Lee Elias calls again. you know, Arthur, you know what you should do? You should, he goes, you know what right. coach said to right. me? He said, he said i should, I should do he this should, yeah. I, he said yeah. i should stick handle today right. and also the kids outside so don't don't think it's 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 a really golden opportunity to say give your parents the the ammunition tools. to give say the tools. Yeah. hey you need you need like a half hour just go out and juggle go out and skip rope go right. out and be active so that when you come back on the ice you're raring to go well, and I, you know I, what and it because and because we're all as parents we're used to those two three four hours a week right of 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 eating those kids down you know like, like getting the energy out of them and all of a well, sudden I was gonna they're say, all hopped up on you know <laughs> pumpkin kai and 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 gifts
0: i wish my mother was here because um I, I this is one of those situations where you know sometimes you say god i hope you have a kid just like you uh my son's a <laughs> lot like me and i know if he sits around all day there's gonna be an explosion at some point you know what i mean and 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 hockey right. was always my outlet and i think you know i you know when he when he skates <laughs> i don't have to deal with that and i but Mike, you're making a great point too, is that suggestive list of things to do, give it to the parents, arm the parents with it and say, you know, this is what you can do. Um, you know, and, and look at the 8U level, like I've already talked to our coaching staff. We're going to have a, a quick, a quick meeting with the parents just to reset. Uh, or Mike, if you don't like that word, just to maybe, maybe remind everybody of like, this is what we're doing. All right. Cause Mike, I don't think you're wrong about that. That, that might not be the right word at for certain teams, for sure. Um, maybe refocus is a better word. All right. But the idea is that, you know, pre and post, you got to think right. about how you want to maintain this thing, right? Because the holidays are the holidays. You, c- coaches coaches, and really you have very little control about what's going to happen. You can just, you know, I say kind of give them the bumper lanes on the lane. There's a m- metaphor and hope they throw the ball straight down it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they might not. And that's okay. Um, and then also, you know, once you pick up the season again, like from a coaching standpoint now for the kids, like, you know, you might drop a couple games, right? Sometimes not. Sometimes you get back in. You're flowing right away. But what if you do drop a couple games? You got You got to be making sure the kids understand mentally. Look, this is adversity. We're gonna we're gonna battle through it. We're gonna keep finding ways to win. Um, you know, we're finding ways to compete. Mike, you look like you—you you gotta say something right now. So I no, know. no, I'm just no, because I really want
2: to hear Christy's side of this, right? Because she's at a she's a parent of a player who can't take time off, right? You know, she's her her daughter's going to go right into the like That's there is right. no time, there's no downtime. Right. It's like okay, so what you know, so what are the directions your and daughter, she gets a month Sophia's off getting? too,
0: right, Christy? Your, your daughter gets no. a month off from school, right? She
2: does not get the not month off. for oh, hockey, good. not for hockey. Yeah, yeah. got to no. get back to business, we we school life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Christy. Oh, for school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's getting home. uh, We're recording this on a Monday. She's getting home Friday. So that gives her one week, (laughs) Christmas week and next week. Then she's back. Right. And they have a game the first week of January. Games all January, even though their school doesn't resume until I think the 15th of the month. So they're already back on campus, you know, January first. She won't even be here for New Year's Day, um, but during those two weeks, she's going to be working out. She'll be at the gym. She's going to stay conditioned. You know, I'm going to have to go out and buy all this healthy food. <laughs> no Italian cookies, probably maybe one or two, but we'll cut down on the. You got
0: to have one or two. But you got to have at least one. Yeah, but probably looking for five. ice,
2: right? Look at probably looking for ice. got have a
1: cannoli, right? right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, no, but no, but it doesn't stop. It is uh, really important that you stay conditioned because it's a, it's an intense level of hockey. Absolutely, I mean, and the competition just kicks up in January. Now these girls have been these girls have been playing since October, and uh, they're finally getting into a, after having a whole COVID year being off. You know, they're finally conditioned and they're back into it. And they don't they don't want to, don't let want to
0: lose that.
2: Yeah.
1: Patient, they don't, they don't want to lose the momentum. But I, so they I think that's what I meant. Health. I think
2: that's what I meant by like as hockey parents, we're at a whole we're at a real disadvantage because we don't have like you should have taken that time off in June and July. That's when the time should have been taken off. Right. right. Like we have we have a we have a different schedule. Like even when you're planning your family, we talked about this in, on episodes before. Right. Like you don't plan your your, your holiday vacation on December, you know, December 8th to the, you know, to the 25th, you, you, you probably go, oh geez, June. That's when I have a window it's the same as our athletes, even at the lowest, even at the youngest levels, it's, you did all this work to prepare for the season all through the end of August. And now in September, October, don't just let a three week window, you know, ruin that development because you, and, and I'm not saying you have to go, you know, through a wall every single day. But you just can't you, you you just can't expect success and and the the ability to continue to drive up development if you if you eliminate a window of development between Thanksgiving and New Year's. You know, I,
0: I think it's also important that we, we dissect the word accountability here a little bit because especially on the holidays, like you know, accountability is not something you can give to someone. I, I, when I see people teach this, that's always the mistake of oh, I can give you accountability. It's not how accountability works. <laughs> In fact, it's kind of yeah. the exact opposite of accountable, accountable if you're having to give it to someone. So, you know, as coaches, as parents, all we can do is really explain what the word means, right? That's important because we say it a lot, but we don't explain or give the why behind why it's important to be accountable. You can give examples about how you're accountable, but really for your kid, they have to figure that out. Christy, the one thing you didn't say, and I'm sure that the coaching staff on the team, helps them with this but your daughter is going to do that on her own she's accountable you know she's going to take it upon herself to do that right no one's going to be there telling her to do it right so um i've told the story or, on the show go ahead mike go ahead or or they won't
2: like that's right. what I, I i you know that's the only thing i could give my parents when i talk to them like like well what, what how's my son going to get better how's he gonna do this? he's gonna do this or he won't
0: right and, and he, you know, if
2: he does this then then people are going to know. This is the
0: key. This is the key. And this is the hardest. We actually, we just did an episode on this, but this is the hardest part of parenting in my opinion, right? It's, you have to be able to say to your kid, explain what accountability is. Even explain, this is what accountability would be over the holidays. It's, you're going to dedicate 20 to 30 minutes a day to do something physical. You can go on a super deaker. You can go for a run. You can go on a bike, whatever. You're going to take the time to do it. I'm not going to have to tell you to do it. Right as Mike said, they either will or they won't. If they will, the rewards will be obvious. All right. Obvious. If they don't, the drawbacks are going to be obvious, right? The hardest part of being a parent is trying to let them be accountable, them failing to do that, and then not yelling at the coach and yelling at your kid and yelling at everybody that they didn't do it and and trying to push them to the top of the lineup. Right. If your kid did not prepare And the coach has decided they're not prepared to play. And I know this is really hard. Parents, don't yell at the coach. Don't yell at your kid. Do what we all do as parents. Well, I did give you the tools. If you want this enough, you're going to have to be accountable. And then listen to what your kid says. All right. As parents, we're all talkers. You got to listen to the kid might tell you something. Well, well, why didn't you do it? Well, I, you know, I did this. And listen, let them explain it to them because they're going to give you the answer, right? And you yeah. can say, well, if you would like to play more, you needed this. I tell my kid this all the time. I want to score more. Then you need to put the time in to, and work yeah. on that. And if you don't, you're not going to score. Not that it's about scoring at 8U at all. all right? Obviously, we give them the messages about work ethic and being part of a team. But that's what I'm saying is you can't give someone accountability. You can give them the parameters, the definition, and then explain it to them, and they will either do it, Mike, as you said, or they won't. But you have to let them learn that lesson one way or another. Christy, some, something clicked with your daughter. For those of you who don't know, Christy's an extremely hardworking woman in news. Uh, her daughter's a Division One hockey player, so it's not. This is the apple doesn't fall far from the tree scenario. I'm sure, right? I don't know your, your husband, Christy. I'm sure it's the same thing, right? But kids mimic what they see from their parents. All right. So anyway, I, I'm talking a lot. Do you guys have any thoughts on what I just said? You can't give accountability. You can only explain it.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. (laughs) And leading by example. Right. That's so true. Uh, When the kids see that, uh, you know, you work hard for everything and that nothing really comes easy, but uh, they can learn from that. A great lesson. yeah. And the husband, if anybody is curious, he was a Syracuse police detective sergeant for 30 years. And he uh, attracts, did a attracts. lot of undercover work and brought down a lot of really bad people. So a um, super hard worker. Yeah. And that didn't come easy either, as you know. Um, but yeah. Um, what do you think, Mike? Leading by example, right?
2: Yeah, setting or it, setting it the be- tone. Right, and, and, and I think as coaches in this world of our hockey, youth hockey world, right, you can influence that and be the driver of that. And I think you need, I think it is, it's one of the obligations. I mean, it'd be easy for me to say, and, and I think my family might even like it, if I just said, hey, see you guys on January 2nd, you know, see, <laughs> good luck. And, and then all of a sudden there's all this like, oh my God, there, you know, again, not that I'm the leader of the ship, but people are looking for leadership because nobody wants to be the parent But I would, you know, I ask my parents all the time, if you love an idea and you want to do something, you want to have a holiday party, you want to have a Christmas event, you want to have a New Year's Eve gathering, please do it. Don't wait for me. Yeah, it should not be on the coach to do that. It should not be on the coach. And then ask people. But then if kids don't want to participate or you want to bring other kids in from different teams that you know, anytime you get, I'm just a big believer in the people you hang out with and the people you, your kids associate with are the people your kid becomes. Right. Like, you know, you, you know a lot about your show child. Your friends when, and I'll show you
0: your future. That's and, a, it's just, yeah. but
2: it, and that's why to me as a parent, that's why sports is so important to me because it allows me to manipulate as long as I can who right. the people are that my kids are involved with. And eventually they're going to go, they're not going to be able to be manipulated. But I'm hoping the goal is that they've learned Mark, say influenced, and modeled. The
0: way, before the parents get on you here, you're influencing them, not manipulating them. Just, I know what you mean. No, I'm, I'm manipulating just, them. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: definitely manipulating them. There's no doubt about it. I'm smarter than them right now. I'm smarter than them right now, but not for long. At, 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 some, point, at some point, they're going to say, I'm like in the definition of characters, it's right? Right. It's what you're doing when nobody's watching. Right. It's like right. not when everybody's watching, Oh, I'm picking up tape in the locker room because of video cameras here, or I'm leaving the locker room and nobody else is there. I'm like, Oh, that sucks. This guy's going to have to clean all this stuff up. Let me clean it up. Like, I'll just do that. Cause it's the right thing to do. So I think I see that in, you know, when we put our children in with these like-minded people, hopefully that they're going to mirror and, and, and model them. Right um influence them in making the right decisions over the course of time totally. and that's totally. what you but that's what youth sports is and I, what to else can it be yeah, yeah. It, it,
0: it's a great point mike and look obviously especially what,
2: around the holidays especially around the holidays right. i love that christy's you know if you think it's the stupidest thing to donate your time to an animal shelter okay well it, it, you can think it's the stupidest thing, but I want my kids around the 19 people that don't think it's the stupidest. Right.
0: Thing. But, and look, look, we're just three people here giving our opinions here. That like We've always said this on the show, like, you know, we're experts in our own right, but we're just hosts of the show. This is a community uh, of parents, coaches and players here that follow this show. Right. So, you know, one thing I do want to tap on before we end the episode, guys, uh, and, and we do this all the time, is there's this stigma around mental fitness. Um, and this is going to come into this conversation as well. Right? I said it earlier. I alluded to it. The holidays can be a very stressful time for people too. One of the best definitions I ever got of extrovert versus introvert is that an extrovert goes into a room full of people and it charges them up because they can talk and interact. An introvert goes into a room full of people and it drains them, right? And neither one of them is right or wrong. It's not about that, right? That's just just different personalities. Type A, type B, however you want to look at it. So coaches, you know. Not typically not a lot of introverts on a hockey team, but they are there. One thing I would tell parents and kids is that sometimes around the holidays, you might actually just need a break from the team mentally, right? Especially if you're probably introverted and you need that alone time. Do me a favor, give your coach a ring and say, you know, you can't skip out on team activities, but say, you know, Hey, coach Mike, like, I really just need some time to get my head straight for the next couple of weeks. I don't think coach Mike's going to come back with that's ridiculous. We have, how could you do what? You know, that's not how coach Mike works. All right. I'm, I'm saying, Mike, if a kid, <laughs> for those of you not watching, Mike's making some funny faces right now, but look, if a kid comes up to me I... and says, Hey, look, I need a little bit of a mental break. Yes. I'm not trying to leave practice or anything like that, but I, I need to be alone right now. You know, I take that pretty seriously when they say that now, hopefully they're not BSing you. All right. You never know. Parents, you know, your kids better than, than we do. Maybe no, you, you probably do. All right. I'm just saying, take a note of that mental stuff, guys. The holidays are stressful for adults. Man, I think about being 16, 15 years old. I mean, it's, you might go in without a girlfriend or with a girlfriend, boyfriend, leave completely different. I mean, there's so many things that happen to you when you're 16 at the holidays. All right, and, and I, I, we just we forget that as we grow older. And i just say, maybe take a minute to note. Hey, what's my kid going through? Not even in hockey, just in life right now. You know, do they need a minute? <laughs> Just to, to reorganize themselves or, or to rethink about that. But I just want to say the, the mental health, the mental fitness side of this, don't ignore that, especially this time of year. OK, you know, you know, look, the fall and the winter are known for people dealing with lost loved ones. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen around this time of year that can really affect you and the stiff upper lip mentality, while it's important to have resilience It's report, it's, it's very important to have perseverance, I believe in those words, but it's also important to take a minute for yourself. So you can do those things. Don't allow yourself to become a powder keg and explode at Christmas dinner (laughs) or Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or whatever. All right. So just, that's just my final kind of point today is whatever you need to do to try and enjoy the holidays, even if it's by yourself, make sure you take a little bit of time to do that, to be present. Maybe to be have to show some gratitude that you're alive. We're here. You know, people care about each other. There's there's a lot of good in the world if you take a minute and look around. Okay. By far last last thing I'll say, I'm gonna throw it to you guys to close. All right. Yeah,
1: and you can be a part of that good too. And moms, to I be. highly recommend the spa day. Oh. <laughs> really? It'll take the edge off.
0: This is why you have to watch everywhere. our kids play hockey for the face that Christy just made. <laughs> spa, day. spa day. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say men no, can do that too, Christy. Really- by the
0: way, men can do spa day too. I just say
1: it. Sure, I know a lot of guys who love facials and their skin is beautiful. There you go. Um, this can be the most wonderful time of the year. It really can, but it's up to you to make it that way.
2: There's your PSA. Yeah, there's your PSA.
0: Was, for the there was day. no teleprompter. That. You just did that the way you did it. That was pretty good. Was Came pretty from good. the heart. The, from the heart. The teleprompter of the heart. That's my new broadcasting term that I've just coined right there. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Nah, hey, listen, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so hard for us. To get, we get all caught up in records and hockey rankings and, you know, we need, I, like me, I look at it all the time. Like there's no, there's not enough time on the calendar to get where I want to get with the kids. It's just not enough time. Like, oh my God, like even practice, like it just, it just runs out of time. Like right. how do we run out of time? So it's just, a, but, but re, re, remember that, yeah, all you have is, all you have is time. That's the I mean, greatest I know, commodity. To, you know, you know, just just take it and, and manage it and try to try to work in what you need out of your teams over the holidays and at the same time work in what you need and your family needs over the holidays. I mean, you know, I talk a lot about the team and and what we should all be doing and how families should support each other. And sometimes as a coach and somebody in a, in a, a leadership position of being involved in a whole bunch of different things from scouts to to skiing, to hockey, to lacrosse. You got to remember that, you know, you have to take time for your family too. So I think it's, uh, you yeah, know, and it's really, really difficult to do because you're, you're one person trying to cater to 20 different families and you just, sometimes you got to cater to your own family. And I would say that to any, any coach around the holidays, you know, cater to your, your family, family first. first.
0: Totally. And, and, and Mike, you bring up a great point about time and, and how important time is. Try not to be too far into the future. Try not to be in the past. The present moment is the greatest moment. It's the only reality. I just had a great talk with Ryan Whitney from Spitting Chicklets about this. I'll share that episode on this channel about being present. You can't get the time back ever. Be present in the moment. And, and, and again, to, to close, because you guys just made me think of this. Mr. Rogers, who is major influence on most of our lives in some way or another, all right, used to say that if things feel bad, look for the helpers. In my life, guys, and I'm not saying this is true for everybody. Anytime I've looked for helpers, I've found them but you have to look if you just watch news or you just look at the bad things in your life, you're only going to see bad things. You got to look for good things too. So above all from, from us, enjoy the holidays. If you're listening to this episode in the future, hope you had a great holiday. If the holidays are approaching again, have a great holiday. All right. Uh, We want to know what you think too. Feel free to comment. You can email us the team at our kids play hockey. You can comment on the post, wherever you see these Um, again, we're a community here. We, We really appreciate the listenership. Uh, This show is already in the top 100 in North America, both Canada and the United States. We continue to grow. So we're very thankful for you, the listeners of this show, that you've uh, entrusted us and allow us into your lives for, give or take 45 minutes to an hour every week. So thank you so much. Enjoy the holidays. For Christy Casciano-Burns and Mike Benelli, I'm Lee Elias. This has been another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Check out all the episodes on ourkidsplayhockey.com. And above all, have a wonderful holiday. Take care.